Generally speaking, about the church, episode 65. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. La Iglesia. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> My name is DG Hollins. And today we are here to talk about that thing we call backsliding. Oh, we are going to make the main topic cool. Yeah, why not? Man? Sweet. Do you have anything better to talk about? I, I, all I have is my notes for the conferences I'm speaking at. So. <laughs> all right. So uh, Ooh, I like the ending on that song, too. Yeah, yeah. You like that. So that's our... That's our official gspn.tv theme, and we've, we decided to incorporate it in all of our shows. So you'll be hearing a lot. Oh, okay. More that, makes, that makes sense. That, that makes sense to cover the cost of what you just told me that the cost of that thing was. Yeah. I thought it was just for the About the Church. I was like, whoa, how much money did you spend on music? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the GSPN thing. Nice. It, 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 okay, that's we, cool. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Absolutely, I man. I like that a lot. Yeah, so it, it's going to make things flow, and, and when you hear that music, it's like, ah, that's GSPN. Mm. You see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling it already. Feeling it, aren't you? Yeah, you should play it again. I want to... I'll tell you what, how about just in the background? We'll just... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Set it on repeat. There we go. <laughs> we will bring this into your brain. <laughs> no, seriously. You let, have no choice. Let, let, let's not do that. <laughs> but anyway, awesome. welcome back, everybody. Welcome, it, welcome, welcome. It has been a week, uh, or actually two weeks since you and I have. I was say, I can actually tell everybody, happy 2009. You've already been able to say that, but I haven't. I don't think before. I have. Have you not? Not not to the about the church folks. Well, sweet. Uh, this is my first about Happy the 2009, church. everybody. Happy 2009. Uh, how'd you start off this new year, DG? I was in Texas. And to think back, wow, that was like, what, three weeks ago? Two yeah. Weeks. I was in Texas. I was back home with my family. Yeah. And um, we uh, we always go down to my wife's family. Uh, it's in Austin, Texas. And then we also go to my family that's in in West Texas in the Florida, which is middle of nowhere, uh, cotton country. <laughs> it's flat. Like I almost thought I wanted to take some really nice pictures of West Texas. So people would grasp how flat it truly is. Yeah. And you didn't take your camera. Um, no, I brought my camera. I just, I didn't ever wake up in time to do a sunrise or sunset. And that's the best times is uh, sunrise, sunset stuff. So you said, just forget it. And yeah, pretty much. I was like, I took one with the iPhone out the window and you couldn't really oh, tell how flat it was on. because it was blurred. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I'm a quality yeah, well, let's I'm see. Person. This is what happens <laughs> when perfectionism gets in the way. <laughs> when you wait for perfectionism, things never happen. No, you just care about the quality of photos that people see from you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what we're going to tell Christ on the day of judgment. You know, <laughs> I wanted to, but the situation just wasn't perfect. That's exactly <laughs> how know, it's going to work and out. Christ is going to say, you know what? Grace abounds, my friend. Grace <laughs> abounds. Love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what Do you we know re- me? Because I know you. That's exactly you know me? What, let's go. Come on. Let's go that's play. Exactly, that's Welcome exactly. Welcome to my playground. You know, can you imagine the monkey bars on Jesus's playground? totally that's not awesome. let me talk, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I got excited just, about thinking about heaven's playground. But, but what about, okay, so, so it's like, listen, there'll be those of you who said, you know, um, uh, oh goodness, why don't I carry my Bible in front of me all the time? But anyway. The, you what, do, it's right there. Yeah. BibleGateway.com. So what about the, the, there are two types of people that are being in heaven. You've got the people who said, you know, I've done this for you. I've done this for you. I've done this for you. And he says, get away from me. I never knew you. Yeah. Yeah. What about Grace Abounds there, DG Hollums? Well, they have to have a relationship with him. Those are the people that said, no, I don't want a relationship with you. But maybe they, they got caught up in the things and thought that these were the things that what the relationship was about. Yeah. And Christ would say, do you know me? Uh huh. Okay. I never knew you. You never fed me when I was hungry. You right. never visited me when I was in prison. And what about the opposite of that scripture where it says, you know, then there'll be these people and, and it's like, listen, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And these people are like, what? I, 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 I didn't know you. He's like, but you don't understand. And when I was that hungry person. I was that thirsty person. And yeah. So, so what does that say about people who quote unquote haven't said a salvation prayer and asked Jesus himself by name 
after the full comprehension of the Trinity and baptism and all that stuff. What what does that scripture say about that, DG? I think you're I think you're taking a uh, I think you're taking a parable <laughs> and out of context that it's a parable. Was that not a necessarily complete? Oh yeah, of okay. course it was. All right, sheep and goats. No, I'm a sheep, or I'm literally a goat. <laughs> of course, it was a parable. All right, gotcha. So anyway, he's just trying to tell people, hey, when you love other people, you're loving me. Come on now, gotcha. Get on board with it, people. Who is my neighbor? They're like, what? I was loving you. That's awesome. I want to love you more. Rock on. Yeah. All right. I, that's one of my one of actually one of my professors in seminary. Uh, he wrote a book called Shaped by the Word. Doctor Mulholland Jr. Mulholland. Uh, That's a neat Robert last Mulholland name. Mulholland Jr. Oh, it is kind of cool. Mulholland. But he, um, in the in the book called Shaped by the Word, he actually does like a, a little bit of an exegetical passage on the Great Commandment, mm-hmm. and um, and he basically says, I can't remember which book it's in. You know, which one of the commandments that he's talking about. But one of them says, "Love the Lord your God." You know, they're saying, "What's the greatest commandment?" And Jesus' response was, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength." Basically, everything that you are, and in most translations it says, and the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, but he says, if you go back to the Greek, what it really is saying is, in other words, love your neighbor as yourself. Really? So if you're going to love God with all of who you are, mm-hmm. then in reality, you're going to be loving people. And when you love people, you ultimately are loving God. And I think the parable is saying the same thing. Gotcha. Sorry. Very cool. Yeah. Nifty. So let's talk. <laughs> I love that. Nifty. Nifty. So let's talk about backsliding. What is backsliding? Um, Do you guys believe in backsliding in the United Methodist Church? Well, probably not in that term. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's. Wait, let me a, ask you. What when I, when you hear the term backsliding, what what comes to your mind, DG? I'm thinking snow and on a hill. Yeah. And skiing. In my case, every time I ski, this is this is what happens. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, I'm not. I love to ski, but it's like when I'm skiing, it's either I'm going as fast as I can down the hill, and I'm just going to land by crashing into someone uh-huh. or off a cliff somewhere. Not off of you, but off of a actual cliff. I understand. And um, no, but um, <laughs> I think it's uh, you know ultimately, I think just in general, people are basically just saying, "Hey, I was in a you know I was perfectly right with God, and then all of a sudden uh, I've done something, or I, I committed a sin, or or I keep on having a reoccurring thing that's getting in the way of my relationship with Christ, and so they would call themselves backslidden." And and how does the how because this is something but, that, I mean, it's a term that I'm not I don't use so you're asking somebody who's kind of ignorant I'm just kind of right answering them with the so, way so, I think so, that it's been so used in, in the, the theology of the United Methodist Church I mean is is this not uh, uh, a principle or a, or um, an issue that's discussed in in working with disciples people who are are learning to follow Christ um I mean no I mean I don't think it's part of our um, I was going to say catechism. That's very well, Roman Catholic. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's confirmation class. You know, we don't say, "Hey, this is what backslide is." But do you talk about? Like but do you talk about the the fall? Maybe the falling out of favor, or you know, or neglecting the relationship. Sure, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, we we don't believe, and this is, and we're going to get into once saved, always saved, basically kind of stuff. Um, we don't believe in once saved, always saved. Okay, um, and so. We we believe it is relationship, and so God does not force everyone to be in relationship with God, and so therefore, if you choose to not be in relationship with God, then He loves you enough to honor what you wish. Sure. And so, and so, but so a lot of people would say, "Well, you're still in relationship with God; you just backslidden. Mm-hmm. You just your your relationship's not as strong." as what it should be or could be or something else like that. I think, you know, like, again, I'm kind of speaking okay. of ignorance. Um, and no offense to those people who believe that. I mean, that's right. Uh, but I'm just hearing the what way we, believe. the way we describe it is, or the way Tim and I describe it is God's God's, God's arms are always open, always constantly, no matter what you do, spit in his face, throw a crown of thorn on his head. Um, you know, <laughs> whatever crucify him. His arms are always there ready to accept you. Hold you and Father, love, forgive and them desire for they know not what they do. Sure, exactly. Desire to be in relationship with everyone. Um, Buddhist agnostics, atheists, you know, he doesn't, he, he's, he's, he really truly does love all of his creation. Yep. Um, but he gives you 
the opportunity to be able to say, yes, I want to be in relationship with Christ or no, I do not want to be in relationship with Christ. And we, you know, if you're, if you're a good Wesleyan, you, you would believe that, <clears throat> Hey, I'm, you know, I'm in relationship with Christ. I'm loving this. But if you honestly, in your heart and in your mind and every ounce of who you are, look at Christ and say, no, I do not want a relationship with you. Even after you've already had one, Christ honors that God honors that and says, okay, I love you. And it's, it's hurting me. It's killing me, but I'm not going to force you to love me. Right. Because that would just be God robots running around. So, so are you telling me that you guys believe that, you know, you can have a relationship with God. You can, over time, uh, through a slow fading process, slowly back away from that relationship and get to the point where you just are kind of just nonchalant. God's there. He exists. I understand who he is, but I'm really not all that concerned about what it is he wants me to do these days. You know, I, I, I used to concern myself with it. I used to try to live according to the things that he, that I believed that he wanted me to do and, and stay away from the things he didn't want me to do. And through some decisions I've made, I've come to the point now after over the last year and a half that, you know what, my life is very much unchanged as if you were to compare it prior to knowing Christ or having a relationship with him. You you guys would consider that to be now the relationship's no longer there kind of thing? No, I think it's a lot more than that. Okay. I, I think it's, I mean, it's it's a hardcore break you know break like apostasy. i do not want a relationship with you apostasy yeah to to yeah i mean it is it is a decision that is not only made in your mind but in your heart and in your soul i do not want a relationship with christ right. that, and i so I, you know it's 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 not it's it's not just something that's just simple uh you know eh, whatever you right know, i'm gonna go just live my life and be uh, you know okay. secular or whatever else so so <clears throat> good okay so and now i've thrown out this big word apostasy which of course there's a scripture in the new testament where it says it is impossible for somebody who has known the the greatness of God, basically in a relationship with him, who has done what you just said. I mean, it's an act of the conscious will of the heart, the soul, the mind, consciously saying, I understand who you are. I've had a relationship with you. I've tasted. I see that you are good as far as what you consider to be good, but I'll be honest with you. From this point forward, I sever all ties. I divorce myself from anything you have ever wanted from me, and I never want you. I don't want heaven. I don't want eternity. I don't want anything. And however you have to, you know, seal that deal, whether it be signing in blood on with with some guy on a crossroads, and <laughs> and all of a sudden you can play guitar. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but- but however that happens, or the fiddle, yeah. this this is this is the act of uh, apostasy, and therefore, um, the Bible says in the New Testament is it is impossible for someone who has done this to come back into a relationship with God. Show me the text. All right, so I'm going to pause because I don't want to just like take up everybody's time. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so pause. Okay, DG, I am back. Uh, Hebrews six verses three through five. All right. Uh, It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age. Okay. Why don't I have the rest of the scripture? I got it. I got Uh, it. it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, if they fall away. Okay, so continue on. If they fall away, to be brought back to repentance, because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. That's the scripture that I'm referring to. That, that to me, is the act of, of apostasy. Okay. Now, of course, I don't have the whole Greek and Hebrew background and lexicon and leprechaun stuff that you guys all talk about all the time so you guys guess what it's for you too i know <laughs> leprechaun i'm just kidding I, w- I wish i would have found a leprechaun in seminary that would have been nice <laughs> but anyway so yeah so it's impossible for those who have obviously had a relationship with christ through the holy spirit been connected with him if they fall away to be brought back to repentance because to their loss, they are crucifying the son of God. Basically, in essence, I, I kind of had through the years read this and related this to 
the act of um, the unforgivable sin of um, uh, what's that called? Um, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You know, basically. right. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I'm I'm I don't believe in once saved, always saved, simply due to the Scripture in Hebrews chapter six, verses four through six is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I'm just reading it. I really right. am. I, and I'm noticing the footnote says, or repentance while. Or repentance while. Because of their loss. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is that? Where would that fit in? I don't know. There? It just says, it's under, it's for because. Do you see that? Like there's a little footnote and it says, oh, or okay, repentance yeah. while. Yeah. To be brought back to repentance or repentance while they're lost. I, I don't know. But I don't know why it's under because. I don't know either. That seems weird. But anyway. So, so, you know, so if that, you did do the repentance while, then you were saying, yeah, well, in the midst of that, when they're saying, no, I don't want to be a part of this, then yeah, they would, God would say, fine, that's okay. But if they did come back, not while, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, that that's something to, to maybe just think of. And, you know, this act of, you know, this willingness of saying, you know what, I've, I've been there. I've ta- basically, I've been enlightened as to who God is. Um, I've tasted this heavenly gift of eternity. Um, because uh, would you agree that once we are in a relationship, I mean, it's not like you have said multiple times, you know, we shouldn't just mm-hmm. look to either the afterlife. Eternity starts now. Yeah. yeah. Right. You would agree with that. So who have shared in this heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, basically um, upon uh, accepting a relationship with Christ, we are given a, the gift of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You believe that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I just, I'm, I'm not putting these in your mouth. I just ask no, to no, make yeah. sure that we're on the same page. Uh, who have tasted the goodness wait, 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 of the you, what number? What? Yeah, page. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Who have tasted the goodness of the word of the God, uh, word of God, the power that it provides to our life, the, how it speaks to us, how it brings hope and 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 stuff, uh, and then the powers of the coming age. And it says, if they fall away, if they fall away, if they've been there, they, they I mean, they have experienced the fullness of this relationship with God. If they fall away and and I'm I'm sure and and when I think of fall away I think that that's a little light in terms I think it's probably not just oh uh, well forget it you know right, right, right. I, I think it's that like we were talking about earlier it's I think a lot it's that more serious. I think it's not just fall away but if they reject and then all of a sudden completely say god I I understand all of this I reject it all and I want nothing to do with it ever mm-hmm. and so in in a way, it, it's almost as what I would say is, you know, well, why can't, you know, why can't Satan all of a sudden one day just repent, you know, and come back to God and mm. and stuff like that? It's it's almost as, you know, that kind of break and that kind of, you know, permanency to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So that's that's what I that's when I think of it. Now, I don't think of this as backfallen or backslidden when I when I hear the term backslidden. Um, I don't, I don't know if backslidden is in any denominations like technical book of, you know, of, of defining this, but, um, the state of backsliddenness or whatever is in my mind, it is just losing your passion, your love for God. Uh, it's not necessarily that the relationship is completely severed. Um, mm-hmm. it, it maybe in, 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 in apostasy, you know, maybe I can say possibly that that, you know, in the event that I fall away from my love, passion and desire to serve, honor and and know God, you know, maybe I've kind of let the my side of the relationship go. But God continues to pursue me. See, that's the act of backsl- being backslidden, you know, there. And I'll, I'll give you a personal example from my life. But in this in this Hebrew six you know, four through six text mm-hmm. and, and possibly through this act of apostasy, maybe I can say that you, this whole act of the will, the spirit, the soul, the everything you are deliberately saying, God, please stop pursuing me. I want nothing to do with you. Then at that point, the relationship is then severed mm-hmm. because God severs it from his head his end and, and see that's yeah, in respect to your act of free will. I, I, and that's, and that's where I would disagree. I mean, I, and I need to do more study on the Hebrew six one. I've, I honestly have never spent any time with that, but 
Um, and that's the reason I'm so quiet and I'm reading it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm soaking it I'm up. I'm not saying that. But, but I'm just saying it, it's, I see that act as more of the person saying it to God than God severing it. Well, see, that's what I'm not saying God and, and severs it, but he severs it based upon their act of free will. Right. And I, and I, I don't know if he does. That's, I don't know if I agree with that. I well, think that, that he is never going to sever that. That opportunity is always there for you uh, to be able to come back and be in relationship would, with him because would, I, you know, because I believe in grace, I, you know, nothing can know. separate us and, from and the love of God. So, so, when, so when for I all hear, the nothing can separate us from the love of God between this, yeah. you know, nothing is impossible through Christ's strength. You know, it's just, you know, it's, there's a lot of contradictions that are going on there. Right. So that that, that's what I, have I would love with. this. If, if you decide to ever look that up and bring it yeah, back no, up, exactly. Yeah, I would love I that because, because what I read is it is impossible for those if they fall away to be brought back to repentance. And it literally says impossible. And of course, I know I'm looking at a translation. So, um, yeah. you know, we have to take that into consideration. And, and obviously, and I, don't even, <clears throat> I don't have my little Greek, my Greek text with me. So, I don't so know. anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. So but, but, but let me let let's let's declare this as a separate entity from from backslidden. OK, so backsliding in my definition uh, is that state of you you basically have done all these things you've been enlightened tasted the gift of heaven who shared in the holy spirit you tasted the good the uh the goodness of the word of god the powers of the coming age um and all of these things and you've quote unquote fallen away or falling maybe out of love with god Mm -hmm. and maybe that 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 passion you had to do what he called you to do and and for me and and i find there's a there's an excellent song out there right now i'm not really huge into a lot of uh, contemporary Christian music, but there there are some songs that come along that are really good. And there's a song called Slow Fade. It's a slow fade. And it's it's these little decisions that you make. It's like, you know what, looking at this beautiful woman, you know, half dressed is not, you know, is not completely wrong and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, you're addicted to pornography or and then all of a sudden it it you you start to feel guilt and shame, but then all of a sudden it means nothing to you. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, dating this girl is, is not a bad thing, right? There's nothing wrong with dating. And okay, well, sure, we're not married, but we love each other and we're going to get married. So sleeping with her is not really all that bad. But And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I'm bored with her. And well, I've been sleeping with her. Well, it's not going to be a problem if I sleep with this person. And then right, all of a sudden it just, keeps it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And then after time, you've become numb to the quote unquote conviction or the the guilt or 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 feeling like it, it's even wrong anymore. It, it you've just kind of numbed yourself to the voice of God, okay. And I had some of that experience, and it started slowly with drinking in college, and just completely building and building and building the snowball effect. And through this period of of time when I was in college, I, I was in what I would have called a backslidden state. Now at Looking back, I don't believe for a, I don't even believe for a second that mm-hmm. if I were to die, that there is any chance that I wouldn't have gone to heaven. I, I honestly believe that that I had never committed this act of apostasy, which is in Hebrews six four through six. But at the same time, I definitely wasn't in relationship with God. I was not um, participating and doing the things that I felt God called me to do. So in, in this, in this state of mind, in this, and, and I'll call backslidden maybe more a state of mind and a state of heart. I was more along the lines of one of those people that are talked about in the, in the book of revelations where he talks about the lukewarm Christian. Right. It's like, listen, you need to return to your first love, you know, and, and he, and he gives some pretty stern warning. He says, listen, I, you know, you know, you're neither hot nor you're 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 not even cold. I mean, if somebody asks you if you're a believer and stuff like that, you'll you'll do that. And I can't I, I can tell you some stories about times when I'm sitting there with a fifth of vodka in my hand and and half of it's in my body and the other half is going to be very soon. And I'm sitting there <laughs> explaining to people how once I used to lead Sunday school class and how, you know, sure, I'm not happy with where I am. But, yes, I'm a believer. And let me tell you why you should love God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I was neither hot nor cold and and God's kind of like saying, "Cliff, come on, dude. I wish you were one or the other because as it is, you're making a total disgrace out of my name." Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm about ready to just spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. Which where's the grace in spitting me out of his mouth? Well, you made the decision not to do that. 
He's he the grace is the fact that he's saying repent. Yes, I and, agree. and in every single one of the ones in Revelation, he says repent. Yes, every one of them, even the worst ones that there's nothing good at all said about that church. He says repent. So exactly. So grace with repentance. Then, what well, repentance is a form of grace. Repentance is a form of grace. The Explain. sure fact that you're offered repentance okay. is grace. But what if you're offered repentance and you don't take it? Do you get grace abounding anyway? I think I think that grace is allowing you to be able to say no. Okay, and if you know love, that's where love and grace kind of become kind of one. one so so thing. so if you're offered grace and repentance is this offer of grace, and you're offered the grace of being able to say no and reject it. If you reject it, is there still grace? Of course, I, I do believe that. <laughs> Where does grace end? It doesn't. Then how? Welcome do we- to God. <laughs> how many times do you forgive your brother? Seventy times seven. Right, and then and the number seven, <laughs> yeah, is just uh, is symbolism for always. I know, I know. but but completeness, wholeness. So you really believe? So so who's going to hell? Those people who say no, I do not want any part of you. Okay, and God says okay. I love you enough to be able to show you the grace to be able to allow you not to be in a relationship with me. So so let me ask you this. So are you telling me you think that the only people who will be in hell are people who have specifically rejected Christ? Yes. Okay, what about and so you believe that anybody who has not been told about Christ and has not rejected him will therefore by default go into heaven? No, I think that we'll have a chance to be able to have that decision made. Okay. I was going to say, because I've heard people actually say that before, and I'm like, well, dude, we need to stop sending out missionaries. Right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if that's the case, we need to quit telling people about Christ, right, because no. then we give them the opportunity right. to reject him. Well, you know, it really kind of came about in seminary whenever I had a professor it was basically just saying, well, what about what about the chosen people of God? What about the Israels? You know, Israel, not the Israels. What about Israel? And I'm not saying Israel the state. I'm saying Israel the faith. Yes. And I, I wish the U.S. would grasp that, that. There is a huge difference between the state of Israel that when you hear it on the news, they're not talking about the religious people of God. Right. They're talking about a state. And, oh, my gosh, I wish I could grab up a bunch of ignorant Christians and smack their heads and make them realize that. <laughs> you don't just support a state because you think it's the chosen people of God. There's just a lot of ignorance involved in there. But – but uh, it's it's one of those things to where we, we, that was the, that was the question in in that class was well what about what about the Jews I you know they're God's chosen people and they're outright saying no Jesus is not God he is not he is not the one we worship and uh, and and so basically uh, the professor he he has all kinds of really kind of cool eschatological that's a really big word for basically saying. As the church progresses and as we come closer to Christ's return, uh, what's happening, you know, just as it unfolds and stuff like that or mm-hmm. the end, the end times, <laughs> I hate that term, but, um, and, and, and so that's what, the, that's what I'm saying. So as the church progresses and as we get closer and closer when Christ returns, um, he, basically I honestly believe that we will all be resurrected, mm-hmm. not just the ones that are good, yeah, <laughs> but everyone's resurrected. And uh, when it says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, kind of a kind some of a will thing. do that willingly. So basically, everyone will say, "Yep, you're definitely the Lord." <laughs> you know, you're the one. And I think that at that point in time, a lot of the a lot of the Jewish people, God's chosen people, would say, "That is the Messiah we've been waiting on the whole time. This is the way that we've been telling everyone the Messiah sure. is going to come." Uh, and that's when they're going to be able to accept it. But so for those people who have never heard of God before and never, you know, or, or have confused God with other religions, other faiths or whatever else, they would be able to say, that's, that's who I've been worshiping all along. That's who I have a relationship with. Right. I recognize him. He recognizes me. Um, let's, let's go to the playground. <laughs> um, but there would be some people that say, even though no. Yeah. I, and, and God says, you know, I'm, I can't imagine the pain and the hurt uh, of, you know, of the creator from his creation and the creation saying, I don't want any part of you. Um, but the creator respects and loves his creation enough to be able to say, okay. And, 
You know, I don't understand. I, I, I wish you could grasp what it would be for you to be complete the way I created you to be. Um, but, I, but, you know. Okay, so so what you're saying now kind of flies in the face of what I heard you say earlier. And maybe I'm just wrong and maybe I heard you incorrect. But the parable of the sheep and the goats. You know, you said that the the reason why he would say, listen, I'm sorry, I never knew you. you right, know? right, sure. But so what about these people who... Who on that day? The sheep and the goats is a parable. It's not going to be the exact way it's going to be. I didn't say end. it is, but uh, I think all the sheep and the goats is basically saying is, "Where's your heart when you're doing these things?" Okay, are you doing these things for me? Or are you just doing these things to be a good person? Okay, does it make sense? Yeah. So you and, think that that's the extent, that, or, that's or the selfishness only... dealing with selfishness as well? Okay, so it was it wasn't an indication of how the judgment's going to play out. No, and 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 that this relationship is the only thing. That that's going to base this all on because so, because from what you're saying now, from what I hear you saying now mm-hmm. is that it's not going to be ba- the decision of whether or not to bring you into heaven um, in, into eternity in the presence of God isn't going to be based upon a relationship. It's going to be based upon at that moment in time, whether or not you acknowledge. No, it's, Lord. it's completely based on a relationship. Okay, but how long does that relationship out to be? I mean, is it? That's I mean, up to Jesus. You're basically saying who gets saved and who doesn't. That's not yeah, my choice to be able to I tell understand. you. I understand. I got you. But, but ultimately, I think that people can have a relationship with God without knowing that it would be God. Uh, but when Christ returns and they're going to be like, oh, you know, the light bulb comes on saying, I do have a relationship with that person. Gotcha. Um, and that's, you know, that's. Let's turn to the chat room for a minute because we have these people here uh, and we want to honor. Well, really quick, let's, let's sure. go ahead and talk about Mac Nation podcast. Yeah, that's, go that's ahead. In there and he's basically just saying, hey, I've not fallen into morality. <laughs> right. He's like, hey, I just want to clarify this because that's the, the topic that brought up is because sure. he was in the chat room, which, by the way, we would love for people to be in the chat room every Tuesday at 10 o'clock Eastern time. So that's we can right. be able to, you know, you could you can actually define what our topic is this week um, that we talk about. But anyway, he says, uh, just not going to church and not motivated to outwardly push my faith right now. Right. So, well, we'll, 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 we'll come uh, back and talk about that because that's where I want to get back on track. Okay, to. I was just going to ask you, how would you encourage someone that was saying something like yep, that? Yep, yep. That, that's, that's how I want to uh, steer the, the remaining part of our conversation. But just going along with the rest of our conversation that we've been talking about, uh, uh, Shonda in the chat room says that um, she agrees with DG that grace always abounds. Then she says God is constantly revealing himself to all men, air, winds, clouds, uh, and creation. It's Romans. Romans yes. 1. Uh, God's ex- uh, God's extent, even to those in the middle of nowhere who have never met a missionary before. Absolutely. I definitely believe that. And then Shonda says, I, I do believe he will actually separate sheep from goats at judgment. And of course, I, I lean a little bit more on that. I'm, I'm, I'm not bent on that, but you know, I think there's a little bit more to, I, I I've just had in my mind that there's a little bit more to this day of judgment and, and you know, that, that period. But but I mean, I and mean, we know that we know that that, um, like the like one of my professors said, as soon as God allows free will, then then hell's created on the spot. Yeah, you know, there needs to be a place for people who say, "I don't want to be with you," to not be with you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. So there will be some form of separation going on there. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, and, uh, what, and then we hear you know all kinds of stories. Is you know, can you just please put your finger in the water and 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 give it to me? You know the, I think it's Lazarus. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's not the same Lazarus that's risen, but Lazarus story. Yeah, um, it might be the same one. I'm, I'm not. No, it's not the same one. So. But anyway, and so and so there is this separation going on there. But that the sheer fact that that happened. And once again, I don't know if that was, you know, hey, let me tell you about the afterlife kind of thing. But there's still there's there's communication going on between that separated place. And if you look at Revelation and this is a man, I wish I could do a Revelation study, uh, at least the one that I got from seminary. It's it was so cool. It was just awesome. It basically said we're going to understand Revelation only through the imagery of the Old Testament, which was really awesome because the people who are listening to this they already have that imagery in their head and we're the ones that are like, Oh, that's a helicopter. And that's, you know, yeah. they're shoving all this stuff into the text. Um, but, uh, but one of the things that I really liked about it was it was talking about, it was talking about the temple of God in revelation. And it was just saying, you know, it's so many cubits by so many cubits. It actually ends up being a cube, um, which is kind of cool uh, in and of itself. But it always says the, the gates are always open. Mm-hmm. Never is the, are, are the gates not always open. 
And it's, and I think it's not necessarily talking only about this afterlife thing, but it's talking about now. It's just saying, even though you might not be in the temple of God, be in relationship and be in the presence of God, you know, those gates are, you know, you can go between them. And we even see the devil in the, in the courts of, of God in the old Testament talking and, you know, Job. Yeah. Going to Job. I mean, so, so, I mean, you know, where is this, where's the separation, what that separation looks like? Anyone who really tries to explain it, I really don't think they have a, you know, we're just, it's almost like we have this much information and we're just like mm, yeah. grasping at straws the whole time. <laughs> I got you. So, so let's get back to, um, this backslidden. So we, we've, yeah. we've decided that, you know, that, that whether or not our faith or our, our, our denomination or anything of that nature has a quote unquote defined definition of this thing called, you know, being backslidden. We both, I think you and I, DG both agree that there is this, this, this state of mind or even state of heart where you have basically kind of like, you know, you just kind of have decided no longer to make God a priority in your life. Yeah, uh, you know, sure. it's not like you've broken off ties. It's not like you've willingly said, God, leave me alone. Right. But God's just not as important in your life right now as maybe money or your just, family or yeah, television it's like you've or gotten into a funk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the, the question becomes is, well, the, first of all, I, I going back to McNation podcast here in the, uh, in the chat room. Um, so basically, you know, basically I'm not mo- motivated to outwardly push my faith right now. I, the, here, here's what I would suggest. And, and this is what, <laughs> I had gas and I just, I was oh. like, wow, where'd that come from? Nice. Just burped. Sorry. If anyone heard that really low rumble, <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> sorry. So keep going. That's why we have compressor limiter. Yeah, that's, here. that's why I was laughing, but I'm sorry. I completely killed that statement. <laughs> you were doing. <laughs> nice. I did not mean for that to happen. I'm sorry. That's all right. So here's the deal. I want to suggest that in, in my years of doing ministry in more of the, uh, what do we call my side of the track? Um, uh, high fire brimstone, um, uh, the, the evangelical, uh, Oh my gosh. No. I do not think that all evangelicals. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just, anybody who's, yes. Anybody that knows That's me so long funny. enough now that, that they know You're I'm just so joking. Funny. That's hilarious. But on, I'm, I'm more on the evangelical end right. of the tracks here than DG is, uh, Mr. Mainline over there. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, throw no, a label on me. Sure. Whatever. I got you, Mr. Cartrell architect. <laughs> All right. So, um, anyway, here's, here's what I've seen over the years and being involved in ministry. There are so many times who, for people who feel guilty about this state of mind and yeah. they feel that the best way to correct it is to read the Bible more. I'm, and, and they think, you know what? I'm just going to start reading a book of the Bible every day, or I'm going to read the Bible throughout the year, you know, every day, and I'm going to read it within the year. Um, I'm going to pray for 20 minutes every day. I'm going to, I am going to start telling people about my faith. I'm going to start going to this. I'm going to start going to church. I'm not going to miss church anymore. All of these are outward things. And God, you know, those things are neither good nor bad in my mind. I, I, I just want to say it. Well, they're meh. Yeah. It's, it's, it, <laughs> you know, reading the Bible, not neither good nor bad. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of bad, awful people who are serial killers who have no desire for God, who read the Bible every day. I mean, right, they're just sure. messed up in the head people. Okay. So that, that, that's not going to do anything for you. There are a lot of people out there that talk about God and, and, and are completely like just out of their mind with just the way that they talk about God that clearly they don't have a relationship with. So, so going out and talking about God just doesn't, it's neither here nor there. What I suggest in, and the actual original question in the chat room is what do I do to kickstart my butt or kick, you know, to give myself a little swift kick in the butt to get back into this. (laughs) My suggestion is it's a, it's as simple as one word and it's the most difficult word of all because it takes an investment and actually takes a little bit more than that. It, 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 it actually, uh, what God calls us to do is to to give us give up our life mm-hmm. for Him, but but it's a relationship, sure. And and so if nothing else, um, simply saying, God, I recognize how far I've come from you, away from you, 
and what you've called me to be and who you've called me to be. And I don't want to externally throw on a lot of things to impress a lot of the people around me and make people at my church accept me and think that I've turned around. Sure. But instead, God, I want to talk with you and I want to hear from you. And just recognize this, that right now, what I believe, I don't, I don't know that I believe that God audibly speaks to us. I've never heard God's voicing. <laughs> he got caught up like I did that. Here we go. This is what God does. He gets choked up. Here. Here. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't have that mixer anymore. Hey, Cliff. You know, I, I, God doesn't come to me and, and do that. <laughs> but I do hear God speak to me. Mm-hmm. When when I'm quiet, when I'm calm, when I'm not distracted and have the noise of millions of other insignificant priorities in my life, such as I'm worried about my car being stolen um, or crashed in the street being parked or, sure. you know, and, or I'm not worried about the fact that my computer monitor has just been destroyed and where am I going to get the money to replace a new monitor? And when I'm not worried about whether or not, you know, this or that and and, and so if I can calm my mind, and, and here's the deal, is when I'm away from God, peace is not with me at, at all. You know, that, that peace that surpasses all understanding or transcends all understanding. What I find is that in the times when I have been in this backslidden state of mind, that it's been over a period of time of just mm. praying, God, I want, I want to want you again. I want to hear you again. I want to sense your presence again. And and, and probably did happen so 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 small and so little over time that you did kind of wake up one day and say, "Whoa, whoa, where am I?" Yeah. <laughs> the, and it happened over the course of weeks or months or even years in some cases. So, yeah, I, I could see yeah. that taking a slow process of yeah, and and so don't expect all of a sudden just overnight that it's like oh I'm read and that's the I, that was the biggest thing you you talk we talk about this this term backsliding mm-hmm. in in the evangelical church I and I don't know if you've heard this one I've rededicated my heart and life to sure, God sure. and and I'll tell you what there were people that did that every Sunday at church exactly I mean yeah. for for years and 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 see it's not about restarting and starting from start it, it's it's about moving forward in a relationship and and the thing is is you don't have to start from ground one right. you you start where you left off and, and the thing is the truth is is if if you haven't if you haven't acted on this this apostasy apostasy thing the truth is, is the relationship's never been severed you just quit listening to god you know, mm-hmm. you quit. You quit hearing his voice. You, 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 you have numbed yourself so that you no longer hear that that little nudge in the side that says, "Hey, do you? You should do this. You should do the right thing here." Right, right. And and see, the thing is, it's not. All, I mean, being in a relationship with my wife is not always easy. Sure. I mean, exactly. I I love her. Mm-hmm. She loves me, and and God has called us to be one and to be in a relationship as one. And that's the same kind of relationship God wants us to have as as Creator and created. And right. and so there are times though when I'll sometimes get a little busy with work and busy trying to earn money that I don't spend as much time as I need to with my wife. And if I neglect her for a period of time and stuff like that. For me to all of a sudden just change overnight and be, quote unquote, husband of the year, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it it takes time and not because she wouldn't be willing to just give me the award right away, (laughs) although I am dealing with another human being here. Sure, of course. But but in the event that my wife loved me unconditionally, the truth is it's going to take me a while to once again to hone and develop and, and, and to shape my life and my attitudes and my priorities in such a way that my life is more closely aligned to this relationship of oneness with my wife. Right. So that, that, that's, that's the way you would, you would give, take uh, it slow and easy Mission podcast. Take yeah. it slow and easy. And, and don't think that you have to immediately start like just going out and preaching on the side of the streets to people. Right. You know, my, my first, my first thought to a lot of people who, um, Anyone who who's who's sad or, or feels this way is my first question is what expectations are you bringing to the table? I think that every human being has a problem, and our main problem is dealing with expectations. Mm-hmm. We have expectations of God, we have expectations of ourselves, we have expectations of what faith is and what faith should look like, and things like that. 
when's the last time you seriously took a step back and said, wait a second, what am I throwing on to this that might not even be a part of the reality? And, and so I, you know, I think that, that that's probably what, uh, night nation podcast needs to deal with is what is his expectation? <laughs> Why does he feel like he's backslidden? Is it because literally he's not being present at church and, and take a step back and say, okay, was the presence at church required, you know, for a relationship with Christ? Or is it something that really is just, it was placed there to provide for you a community to help you through these times right? Uh, and through difficult times so that as that process is slow, that you got enough encouragement to keep on going in the midst of all of it. Uh, and, and of course, and you, you, you spoke the words right out of my mouth, uh, Stop! Stop worrying about pushing your faith. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a drug dealer dealer term to me. It's like, were you pushing? I'm pushing grace, baby. I'm pushing love. Um, but what I'd rather see someone do is just to live their faith. I guarantee you, if yeah. you lived your faith, it would automatically be 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 pushed by the Holy Spirit, not yes. by you, but by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so, so if you're living your faith then don't even worry about that stuff. I mean, God's going to take care of that, uh, of that stuff. And, and, and then you would be able to, the closer you are in relationships, I think basically the better you are at being able to hear and, and feel the nudges that, that God's wanting you to, yes. to, you know, go talk to that person, just let them know they're loved or, you know, and it might be that, that one person just saying really wrestling with who Jesus is. And you get to have this awesome, you know, Jesus talk with them um, and, and have the typical, you know, do you know Jesus Christ is your savior? You know, kind of a thing. Let them, you know, lead them through that that entrance into a relationship. But, but more often than not, and I think in the world we live in today. But if you're just living your faith and you're loving people, and that stuff just naturally happens. Right now, it happens slowly, kind of like what we just said that is required of our faith. <laughs> it happens slowly, and it, it offers times of challenge, and times of questioning, and times of pain, and and. And, uh, but also times of love and excitement and, you know, and anticipation and, and, uh, throwing a party times, uh, as well. So I, I think that, that if we could seriously help ourselves by saying, Lord, what do we bring to this with expectations that we've placed onto it? Right. Um, and challenge us, but also encourage us to be able to move past those expectations and to come into a better relationship with you. And I, I have a feeling that, you know, if you, even if you don't go to church, quote church, um, then I have a feeling that if you, you know, if you're talking to, if you're talking to some Christian friends over coffee and you're, you're saying the same things you're saying in the chat room here, uh, you are well on your way. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to church. Cause you just, you just experienced it. It just didn't happen with hymns and a liturgy and, you know, wherever you meet in a building and things like that. God, was in the midst of the community at that way. So yeah. always push community and I always push deal. You know, let's, let's really ask what are our expectations and expectations are not bad in some cases. I mean, I do have expectations for who God is and, and things like that. But I also know that I push a lot of things <laughs> onto a lot of, to a lot of problems and, and yeah. make mountains out of molehills. And yeah, I, you know. I, and, and see, I, I tend to push a lot of unrealistic expectations on myself, such as, you know, I must be reading the Bible every day and I must pray every day, or at least I must pray this specific way every day. And, and, you know, this is what it means to be a good Christian. It's like, you know what, when it comes exactly. to how do I have a relationship with my wife, th- there is no formula, right? You know, right. It's, it's about love. And it's about what your love inspires you to do as a result. And so it's like I I don't do things for my wife because that's going to help me to have a better relationship. I do those. Mm -hmm. There are times when I've tried to do that and it just doesn't work. It's like, well, you're just doing that because you're you think that it's going to help get over to the the guilt you feel about how you treated me the other day. Right. It's it's like she's absolutely right. And right. sometimes if we try to do things, we're just we're just doing things to spin the wheels to make maybe kind of in a way kind of um, uh, what do you call that when you're when you're trying to manipulate God into, oh, into yeah. loving you again. Right. Yeah. When he loves you anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like when my dog wants the food that I've placed on the cabinet beside me. And he, he jumps in my lap and he licks my forehead and he lays down on my chest. But but over the course of 30 minutes, he slowly kind of inches his way over to the food. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. God, 
Please we, don't we, manipulate. We we pray for all of those who are backslidden. That's right. Which is not not a terrible term. I mean, no, it, no. It, I'll tell you. Back in the days, it, I, I remember it's he's such a backslidden person. We need to pray for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just another form of gossip in some ways. It is. It, 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 it's not gossip. It's a prayer request. Yeah, oh, good night. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a sponsor that we need to thank? Uh, yeah, we need to say thank okay. you to a special sponsor, anonymous sponsor, who basically asks us every week to just remind us to say, hey, please pray for a local church in your area that is not your own. That's right. That's it. Awesome. That's all he asks. That's Which it. I think is totally cool. Definitely. So, uh, DG, you know what? I think I will go to lunch with you guys. I, just to get out of the house. Okay. I, I, I'll i see if they have anything There's to eat there. There's got to be a sandwich place around there. Or we and can it, stop at McDonald's on the way back. If not, I'll stop at McDonald's on the way back. <laughs> but I, I'd love the company and, and, and to go see Festy 2 yeah. from the chat room. And um, What's his name again? I forget his first name. Um, God. I'm horrible. Now my brain's completely lost. I just, I just met him up again. I had uh, a brain hiccup. Uh, over at uh, the New Media Cincinnati group this past weekend. Right, right. Yeah, so. Anyway, uh, folks, we're here every single Tuesday morning, except for uh, you're going to be out two weeks now. Two weeks, yeah, yeah. speaking of conferences. But that's so. okay. I, we've, we've got, actually, this one was recorded last week for those of you on the podcast. Yes. And uh, so so you may not even recognize yeah, that if, DG's if, gone. If you're in Marquette, Michigan, this coming week, and then... Uh, then Columbus, Ohio. Well, the, you the mean market like this? Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which one it would be coming out. <laughs> anyway. Um, you might see me in a restaurant somewhere in Marquette. I don't know. <laughs> very cool. And of course, by now, everybody has listened to episode 50. What is it? 64. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, yes. I mean, thank you. <laughs> uh, All right. Anyway. So anyway, what was I saying? Bye. Tess. <laughs> Tess was in last week's oh, episode. True, Tess. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome. And I'm sure you'll get an opportunity to listen to that since I just released it today. Yeah. Give us a call. And leave us some voicemail at 859-795-4067. We'd greatly appreciate that. You can also send us email to feedback at gspn.tv. Please. That's we right. We need topics. We need We're topics. We're begging you for a relationship and community. Yes. Please send us your topics and especially those voicemails. And, you know, I had people say, you know, well, I w- I've been meaning to call, but I didn't want to call in the middle of the night just in case it rang at your house. It does not. Yeah. Just go right ahead. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, no ringy dingies here. So that's nice of whoever that was. That's right. So area code 859-795-4067. And by the way, we just want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, become a Plus member. Help support what we're doing here. Exactly. Please do that. gspn.tv slash plus. This is so much more than just a bunch of podcasts, and there are a lot of testimonials. gspn.tv slash plus. And until next time, join the community. See y'all.